Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today. I just, whoops, hit the wrong button here. Sorry, hold on a second. Hold on. Sorry, hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday morning. Trust everybody's doing well today and so glad you could tune in and join me for this morning's devotions. And uh, it's always a pleasure and honor to get to do these. Of course, the old devil always attacks as hard as he can to try to keep these from going out. But uh, hey, we're just going to just rebuke him in Jesus' name and uh, have a great day nonetheless. Let's see what we got watching this morning here. we got Amy Oaks-Turner, Tracy Little, Darlene Barker, Austin Hall, Karen Smith, Jennifer Honeycutt. And I appreciate you all for tuning in and watching this morning. All right, my friends, at this time, let's go ahead and do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. <clears throat> and praise the Lord we get to say these wonderful pledges each and every morning. Never take it for granted our freedoms that we have and the ability to do this. Well, you know, it brings us to Mad Matt's news and comment as I usually do every morning. You know, it's sad to see uh, the tragedy that's happened down in Texas. Nineteen little children have been killed, and uh, along with two adults. Uh, it's very heartbreaking and tragic. You know, here it is at the end of the school year, and uh, uh, award ceremonies, uh, ceremonies, uh, proud parents, graduations, and, you know, what should be a happy occasion has now turned into tragedy. Uh, they're talking about one teacher who used herself as a human shield to protect uh, those little kids' uh, lives there in that school. It's heartbreaking and heart-wrenching and uh, the evil uh, this individual to want to, I mean, words can't express how evil somebody have to be uh, to want to harm a little child. And, uh, you know, but what's very frustrating is, of course, the first thing liberals want to do, they want to jump on this bandwagon of, uh, of, of attacking our, our gun rights. And uh, it's very, it makes me angry because it's not a gun issue. This is a heart issue. As long as evil exists, bad things are going to happen. Uh, look at England, for example. They have banned all guns. But then what happens? They started the, the attack uh, with knives increased exponentially to the point they were having a, you know, we have this buyback gun program liberals have. They were having a buyback knives. This is no lie. They were having a, 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 where people were trying to encourage people to turn in their knives. Um, not that long ago, uh, we had a, a, a black guy driving a van through a parade of white people. Uh, you know, we, it, so we're going to start regulating vans. Uh, we have uh, over 230 children killed a year by drunk driving. But if you tell people to regulate their booze and their, and their cars, they're not going to do that. You know, and I get, I get sick of the liberals saying that there's more control over a woman's uterus than there is on an assault rifle, yeah, but yet they don't overlook the fact that over 630,000 unborn babies are killed a year uh, due to the evil hearts and wickedness of wanting to kill a baby uh, before it's even born. You know, so you see the, the liberal logic is so flawed and disgusting and rotten, and it's the law-abiding citizens who are the ones who have to suffer. 
It's, it's those who care have the carry permits who don't are supposed to. We, you know, if, if it was a gun issue, then why isn't everybody shooting everybody? The, look at the states with the strictest gun laws who have the highest crime rates uh, of gun issues. This is not a gun issue. This is a heart issue of evil. Cain killed Abel with a rock. It, as long as evil exists, bad things are going to happen. And we see this pendulum swing away from morality, this pendulum swing away from God. When the life, the sanctity of life, when a baby's life has no meaning anymore, life has no meaning anymore, so what does it matter to go out and kill? It is horrible. It is tragic. I can imagine as a parent uh, having to deal with the loss of a child and, and, you know, and it's horrible uh, seeing these people talking about their children and grandchildren uh, that are now uh, no longer with them. And uh, so that's we got to pray for these individuals. We got to pray for this country to turn back to God like never before, because we're seeing the lack of integrity, the lack of morality, the lack of God, and the upswing of evil that is increasing exponentially in this country. And uh, and that's what it's going to boil down to, my friends. Now this evening I want to get into more detail uh, as far as um, how uh, you know why does God allow. Um, tragedy to happen you know i know a lot of people say well if god is loving and kind why does these things happen so we're going to i'm going to get into more detail this evening uh in regards to uh that topic so i think it's it's uh applicable and uh, relevant for the issue at hand so if you're tuning back in this evening at seven o'clock we're going to dive more into that topic all right my friends let's look at our verse of discussion this morning Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And uh, as my old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. And uh, praise God for this this verse this morning here. And, uh, you know, when we, uh, as Christians, you know, of course you as well know or should know that uh, we uh, uh, become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Uh, we are no longer self-centered, but are Christ-centered. Or at least you should be anyway. Uh, hopefully that you are Christ-centered in all things and all areas of your life. Uh, it is not easy to do. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard to put God first because we are inherently selfish individuals. And uh, so we want to put ourselves wants and needs ahead of what we think God wants us to do in our lives and our relationships. And um, the one thing is for sure, we have to esteem others better than ourselves. We have to put others before ourselves. And sometimes that's hard when individuals are, are mean or, or hate-filled or uh, full of whatever. You know, it's hard to, uh, to have that kind of attitude towards somebody else. But we have to show that selflessness and uh, no matter how many times that we may be offended, we have to try to still show a selfless attitude towards individuals. You know, you look at the story of the Good Samaritan, for example. You know, you know people try to say that the Bible is a political. That story in itself could not be more political and as far as socioeconomic race. Uh, so many issues that were in just that story alone. And, uh, and so here we have someone act out of selflessness to help somebody that ordinarily wouldn't do that uh, because of race, social class, things like that. Uh, they wouldn't normally do that, but he was showing an act of selflessness to try to help somebody who was in need. And uh, that's what we need to do as Christians, to make sure that we are showing that type of, of selflessness. We need to overlook offenses, you know, which is hard to do. Uh, you know, particularly when you are a redneck, if you're like myself, it's hard to... Um, to not 
hold a grudge when somebody offends you. Because when somebody offends me, the first thing I want to do is pray that I don't start swinging, and uh, two, <laughs> to pray um, for that individual, which is hard to do when somebody has offended you. You know, it's, and another thing we need to do is to compliment instead of criticize. You know, so many times the first thing we want to do is criticize an action or an act or somebody. You, see, you go a little further than social media and see that. We see critical uh, um, posts all the time towards somebody or, uh, or situation, and I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. Uh, being critical, and uh, but we if we could uh, work more on compliment, uh, more on uplifting. Uh, others, uh, imagine how much better we could be, what an example we could be towards others uh, in this world. Let others go first. You know, that's another uh, area that we need to do in esteeming others better than ourselves. You know, it used to be a time when a gentleman would open a door for a lady or offer up his seat for a lady, uh, you know, or, and, and that just, you know, it gives a good example of, of letting somebody else go before themselves. But sadly, you do that, and you're misogynistic now, uh, or you're, uh, you know, you're, you are uh, uh, mansplaining. I don't know what they call it. They, they can take offense if a man tries to show any type of chivalry uh, or any type of politeness. Uh, they get offended. I, I know uh, back in back in way 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 back long ago when I was dating. I remember one time I took a girl out and I said, "Let me get your door for you." She said. Uh, I, I am a strong, independent woman. I can get it myself. And I thought to myself, well, let me just take my foot and just take, kick you on out your way. <laughs> Call this a knot, you know. Uh, and so I, I actually ran into that, you know, where a woman took offense that I got the door. I, there's times uh, I see somebody with their hands full and I'll get the door and uh, I've had a woman say, I can get it myself. I'm like, Excuse me, man. I, you know, I'm just trying to be nice. I, I don't get that. I don't care if it's male or female. If somebody's got their hands full, you know, I just try to be nice and open the door and uh, be polite. But some people just uh, have a hissy fit, you know, if you try to do something nice because of that liberal mentality. But Jesus taught many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. That's Matthew 19.30. And this is uh, goes counter uh, or contrary uh, to our society and, and world today. But that's why we're constructed, not to be conformed to this world, all right? To be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And, you know, and it's okay, you know, in, in, our, in our, our, our act uh, not to be noticed, I mean, not to be selfish, is we, some people think they have to be noticed all the time. They have to be front and center all the time. They have to be the loudest, the most obnoxious all the time. And, um, you know, it, we have, don't always have to be noticed. We live in a world of selfishness and vanity where there's, we have selfie sticks and, and everything. You look at TikTok, everything is centered around them. Everybody wants a viral video. Everybody wants to be seen. And, you know, sometimes it's just best just to take a step back and make sure God is being glorified and not self. See, it goes back to that selflessness all the way around. Uh, that's why Jesus encouraged in Matthew 6, 3 through 4, that when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that you give may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I mean, how many times have you seen the videos of somebody saying, look at me helping this homeless family or homeless person, you know, they want to be needy. It's not about helping the individual, but getting pats on the back for what you were doing. But then again, you think when you say that, you think about uh, the individual who's supposedly helping this homeless veteran kind of find out it was a setup. They got all this money, charity donations coming in. They were using it to buy cars and boats and uh, homes, and uh, they got in a lot of trouble. So the whole thing kind of found out was a uh, um, 
said it. But remember, we Christ come to serve, not to be served. Remember, even Jesus showed selflessness. He gave up his will for the will of the Father. And that's what we have to do. We have to be able to and be willing to serve, not to be served. Uh, if we look at Galatians 6, 9, it tells us to become, not to become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So we have to look at these things that, um, you know, how can I better serve you, God? How can I better serve others around me? How can I be that example of Christ to an unbelieving world? So that's, that's another issue that we have to look at. And, you know, it, sometimes we just need to slow down. You know, we're so busy, we're so active, we're running here, running there, doing whatever. But sometimes we just need to slow down our busy lives and uh, not to run so fast and so hard. Uh, you know, we need that heart of wisdom. Uh, we need to make sure that uh, we're spending that proper time with your wives, your children. Uh, you, know, you know, you get so caught up even in ministry that you can neglect those things that are most important. You know, that's one thing I've always tried to do is have a, a balance between the ministry and my family because it's so easy to be so caught up uh, in the ministry uh, that you can neglect those things. And uh, my dad, when he was building the church, he was gone a lot. And, you know, he tried to make up for it on vacations and things like that. He was always there for me. Uh, you know, it wasn't like he was just an absentee father. I mean, he, if I ever needed him, he was right there, but he stayed busy a lot with the church. And I will admittedly, I had a little bit of resentment because I just feel like that took precedence, you know, and I didn't get to see my dad a whole lot. But, you know, I'm proud of my dad, always have been, and the ministry he started, the church he started. I'm very proud of him, I, you know, but, you know, you have to understand where I'm coming from from that point of view. But I, uh, as when I become a pastor, I always try to work extra hard to try to make sure that I know I put God first, but my family second. And, um, you know, I don't have a problem, and I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but sometimes I just have to say no, to, you know, or I could be called out constantly. And sometimes I say, no, I can't, because, you know, it's more important to spend time uh, with my family. And um, so, you know, I hope that doesn't make me a bad pastor, but I, you know, sometimes I have to do what's right for my family. As long as I'm putting God in the back seat, I'm putting him first. But, you know, I still need to make sure my family is taken care of. So sometimes we just got to slow down and put everything in its proper perspective, if you will. And, you know, be sure, too, that uh, um, as Christians, uh, we don't have to dominate every conversation. You know, keep that in mind, too. Uh, Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in love, honor, and uh, honor one another above yourselves. I'll get out here in a second. I apologize. But uh, sometimes we may be the ones doing all the talking, and uh, we got to be careful about that as well. You know, someone was asked me the other day, said, well, I'm no counselor, and I don't know how to you know, talk to this individual. And I said, hey, 90% of counseling is listening. Just listen. And I think sometimes we get overzealous about things, and we don't know when to shut up. I'm one of them. I don't know when to shut up sometimes, and my mouth runs faster than I can think. But sometimes it's better just to shut up and listen. You know, I know we're anxious sometimes to see a family member get saved. And we're so gung-ho and we're so in their face. Sometimes we just need to shut up and just listen to what they're saying. Not, you know, maybe try to figure out their point of view, where they're coming from, why they're wanting to deny Christ. And then pray for wisdom and understanding. And, say, and then try to find a way to help them understand what Christ is offering. Help them understand why he is the only way and why it encouraged them to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. But sometimes we're talking so much, we don't give them time to explain to us why they're so adamant about accepting Christ. 
and try to listen and, and use what they're what they're coming where they're coming from as a as a springboard in a way to to show them the light to show them Jesus Christ. So sometimes it's just best to uh, keep the mouth shut. And again, that's an area that I have to work on because I uh, I, I like to make people laugh, and I, I get when I get nervous in particular, I really talk a lot, and um, I. It's like after the fact, I'm like, oh, why didn't you shut up? Why didn't you just shut up, you know? And um, and that's why I pray every day, Lord, help me not to be such an idiot, <laughs> you know? That's why I always pray that uh, to fundamentally change and transform my look, see, and perceive things so I'm not such an idiot because uh, uh, when I get nervous, I can't uh, control it. But anyway, make sure that you're shining the spotlight on others, not just yourself. You know, that's sometimes it's hard to do because we crave the spotlight. We crave the pats on the back. We crave that recognition. And make sure that you are putting the spotlight on other people as well. And it's very important that we do that. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And sometimes it's important just to remain behind the scenes. And that's hard to do, I'll be honest with you. When you're working hard and you're doing something behind the scenes of a situation or church or uh, ministry or work, you know, and somebody else seems like they're getting all the, the accolades, it's, it's hard to give somebody else the spotlight. You're like, hey, what about me? I've done all this work too. But sometimes we just have to humble ourselves and like, you know what? Am I doing this to have spotlight on myself, or am I doing this to glorify God? And that's what we have to ask ourselves. As long as we're doing it to glorify God, it doesn't matter, because our rewards are in heaven. You know, do you want your reward now, or do you want your reward in heaven? And just like um, many years ago, uh, there was an uh, individual who used to come to the church, and uh, if you gave her a compliment, uh, she would get very upset, like, no, 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 don't give me a comment. You're going to steal my reward in heaven. And she was a very sweet lady. She's, come, she's gone home with the Lord now. She used to come to the church. She'd say, no, don't. You're going to rob me of my blessing. And um, and so, you know, that's a very good attitude to have because I want my reward in heaven. I don't want it now. Now, everybody likes a pat on the back. Everybody likes to hear, hey, you did a good job. But if you're purposely out there trying to get attention and, and pats on the back, that's where the problem is. Uh, but I want to make sure that my reward is in heaven, and I hope that you do too. So being selfless uh, is, a, is a job. It is a chore. It is work uh, because it is hard to do. Just like I, as I said a minute ago, it, we are inherently selfish individuals. So we have to strive to put Christ first in all areas of our lives and not ourselves. So that's my encouragement for you today, to be sure and to put Jesus Christ first. And trust me, the old devil is going to attack he's going to try to tear you down he's going to try to rob you of your joy he's going to try to rob you of your happiness but we have to keep the 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 our eyes focused where it needs to be and keep striving to go forward let us pray dear father lord we just thank you love you and praise you lord thank you so much for this wonderful day thank you for your grace and your mercy lord help us each and every day to serve you well to put you first uh, lord jesus to humble ourselves and lord help us esteem others better than ourselves help us to be a light to this world of darkness Lord, is there anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God to protect us. Be with our children as we're going to school, work, or play. Lord, be with all those who are watching this morning. Lead God to protect them. Keep them safe and well. And Lord, I just pray that you be with the families of uh, these uh, that, uh, this gunman. Uh, just a horrible thing, Lord, uh, what happened in Texas. Lord, be with these families. Lord, help them uh, to deal and wade through this uh, wave of grief, Lord Jesus. And uh, let your presence be known and felt like no other. And Lord, be with all those who have offered up prayer requests, whether online or at church. Let your will be done in those situations. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
My friends, I do hope you all will tune in this evening at 7 o'clock. Hopefully that will make for a very good uh, teaching, and uh, hopefully we, you will get something out of it. So be sure to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock for online Wednesday evening service. And uh, Lord willing, I'll see you then. So I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.